You're listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston, episode number 46. Welcome to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now your host, Jody Livingston. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for tuning in and listening and making this podcast today a part of your day. If it's your first time checking out the podcast, welcome. Thanks for coming on over and checking it out. And if you're coming back and listening to it again, well, thanks for coming on back. You can find me on the Twitter sphere at, at Jody Livingston. That's J O D Y. And of course, over on the Facebook at The Longer Hall. All of the links and resources mentioned in today's episode you can find at thelongerhall.com slash episode 046. That's the longerhall.com slash episode 046. If you enjoy the show, I would ask for you to head over to iTunes or your favorite podcaster, uh, podcast catcher and subscribe to the show. That way you get all of the episodes when they come out. And if you're really enjoying the show, head over to iTunes uh, and write and leave a review there. Just an honest review of the show. Super encouraging for me. Helps other youth pastors know that it's helpful as well. And if you're not already on the mailing list for The Longer Haul, head over to thelongerhaul.com. Jump on the mailing list there. Lots of stuff that comes out through the email list that you won't find on the blog or in the podcast. Um, Some extra resources and goodies that come your way there, as well as just a lot of helpful tips and resources. I want to thank everybody who's supporting the show, and this this show wouldn't happen without you listening. And so even by listening, you're supporting the show, certainly by subscribing, and and then you can head over to longerhall.com slash support and find other ways to support the show there. Some cool bonuses and fun stuff for those who support it, like being a co-executive producer of the show, some free sticker swag, and some other stuff like that. That's at thelongerhall.com slash support. Man, I'm, I'm excited you're listening today. Great episode ahead as uh, we sit down and talk with Justin Knowles today. Um, Justin is a repeat guest. He's been on before and really talking today about this idea of of entering into seasons where we just kind of have to pull back maybe and not do as much. We're not going to necessarily going to every ball game. We're not necessarily kind of running all over the place, doing as much as we had before. What does that look like? How do you go about kind of entering into that time of season without getting fired or without people feeling like you're not pulling your weight? What are some practical steps and things that you can take along the way to do that? And and listen, the, the reality is at some point or another, you're going to hit a season of ministry where that just has to happen. You're just going to have to find some some space and some time to do that. If you don't, you're just you're going to end up sacrificing your whole ministry, not just the position where you are there, but really burn out um, for the, for the long haul in that, and and not really be able to survive uh, in ministry, let alone thrive and find joy and create this ministry that you never want to leave. And we really want you to be there where you are 
for a while. We want you to have a ministry of longevity. We want you to have a ministry that you enjoy. And part of that is being able to navigate these seasons with wisdom and to navigate them well. And so Justin comes on today and just drops tons of nuggets of wisdom for us and for you today. So I hope you will sit and listen uh, and be a learner in that. Also, just before we jump into that, let me throw out a big thank you to our friends over at Lifeway Students that uh, they just uh, gave away a year's membership to the uh, Student Pastor Network here through the Longer Hall. So big thanks to them. If you've not checked that out yet, man, I highly recommend you go over and do it. Tons of training and resources there for you. So if you've not already done so, head over to the studentpastornetwork.com and check that out. I think it's a huge, huge opportunity for some training and some really practical helps and community around that. So make sure you go check out that over at studentpastornetwork.com. And again, just big thanks to them for for the giveaway, helping us do the giveaway here through thelongerhall.com. So with all that said and all that out of the way, let's jump in here to today's interview with Justin Knowles. Pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Well, hey, Justin, thanks for coming back on the show. Um, appreciate yeah, man. You coming back. It's good. It's always exciting to catch up. Yeah, I love it. Thank you for having me back. Um, I'm so glad the first time didn't suck enough. <laughs> yeah, it well, suck. it didn't suck too bad. So, therefore, yeah, there's still hope. Back. There's still hope, yeah. still time. <laughs> um, so, in case folks haven't heard, uh, the previous episode, your interview there, and aren't familiar with you, you want to just take a minute and just kind of introduce yourself and maybe your background? A little sure. Bit. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, Justin Knowles. Uh, I am the student ministries pastor at Christ Church of the Valley in San Dimas, California, uh, Southern California. And um, I oversee junior high through high school ministry at our church. Um, I've been there for probably, I'm coming up on three years now. And um, it's my like second round uh, at this <laughs> church. So I got hired here right out of college, worked there for like four years. I worked at Saddleback Church on the high school ministry team for three. And then I've been here as like the, the head student ministries guy for the last three years. Um, and got a wife named Kristen and a, uh, a three-month-old baby boy. So Woo-hoo. named Graham. I know. Whole new thing. Yeah. It's awesome. It changes everything, doesn't it? It it does. I mean, even, you know, I don't know if your listeners want to know this, but right before this interview, I was late to the interview because he just pooped all over me. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had to shower and, you know, kind of re-get ready and then head on out. So it was great. Yeah, we were saying, like, my kids are older on the older end. So, like, right now, my youngest is in second grade. And my oldest is about to start high school. So if that happens to me in the morning, <laughs> it's going to be really, really bad. Yeah, it's a whole, you have, yeah. you got to go to therapy or something, I think. Therapy, we're probably having to call an ambulance somewhere, like something yeah, went, yeah. Something went bad. My neighbors are going to be talking about it forever. Yeah. It'll not be good. It'll not be good. So I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you cleaned up. I'm glad we're not in the same room in case yeah, we're good. residual I, smell. I, I smell good now, so we're good to That's go. That's good. That's good. <laughs> That's good, man. Well, I'm glad you're on the show. I think um, I think our topic for today is is relevant for anybody who's listening that that does really anything, but particularly um, for youth ministry, whether you are a youth pastor or just a small group leader. Because I think um, 
I think a lot of the pressures that we feel um, around this area are are really um, pr- present across the board, regardless of how you serve. Um, certainly multiplied probably when you're at the top of that food chain, if you will. But um, certainly I think a, a, sometimes a small group leader can feel the pressures uh, to be present at everything also. And um, so those who are listening or, uh, you know, aren't familiar with, with the blog, um, just personally kind of where this came out of, if you don't mind, I'll give you just a little bit of background to this. Um, yeah, yeah. So, man, I've been running at a ridiculous pace for a while and I kind of knew it was a bit of a ridiculous pace, but, um, kind of had a date like, man, if I could just make it to a certain point, it'll be okay. And, um, kind of had that, that, that date circled and, uh, almost made it, but not quite a few months short and just kind of got to the end of where I was realized, man, I, I can't sustain everything that I'm doing. And, um, had to kind of reevaluate a lot of things and, and just my time and where my time was going and how uh, effective I could be. And man, I don't know if you've ever heard this quote, but I was at a, uh, I was at a campus ministry meeting here because uh, I, I oversee all of our middle school, our high school, and our college ministries here. And uh, I was at a campus ministry meeting here at the local college, and the, um, the guy that was speaking that night uh, shared this quote from William Carey that I had never really heard before. Um, I'm sure it, uh, lots of folks have heard it. I, I, I studied William Carey as part of school, like that was required, but... Um, he had this quote that says, I'm not afraid of failure. I'm afraid of succeeding at things that don't matter. And man, oh man, that that quote just smacked me in the face so hard um, because I really, I'm terrified of failure. I have been my whole life. And Same. I, and I realized like, man, I, I'm trying so hard not to fail at anything that I'm really not being very successful in things that I should be probably or at least as successful as I could be. And so I had to really start taking some inventory of what that looks like and how can I still remain effective, but manage my time uh, well. And, um, and I, I, I'm fairly disciplined in that. So it wasn't like, Oh, well, I just need to get up earlier. I need to start using a day planner or calendar or anything like that. Just a lot of energy being expended in places that maybe would be better suited someplace else. So I think uh, we're going to talk today about, you know, just kind of downshifting a bit in your ministry. And I think whether you are a full-time youth pastor, whether you are a volunteer, part-time bivocational, you're going to hit seasons where you've got to reevaluate and probably should be regularly evaluating this. And, and you know, how do you take stock of that? And what are, what are essentials and what are not? And kind of you've dealt with that recently. Right, yeah. And so I'm excited for you to come on and kind of talk about what you're learning in that. And for me personally, even um, challenging me, hopefully, in some of those areas as well. And so don't, don't feel, I just want to say to you, regardless of those listening, man, if don't, I, you will not offend me by pressing back against me in this area. This is an area where, specifically in the last few months, I'm really having to learn and grow in again anew. And so, um, so it's good for me to hear it and be reminded of it. Um, as well. So, man, why don't you, you can jump in here and, and kind of lead the way some things that you feel like you've really learned lately through this and, and what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So like for me, I think, um, I'm trying to think I, 
I've been in a season, I think the last like two, three months now, um, where like I have, I have a team that I get to work with and, you know, regardless, I know that not everyone like has a team of staff people, but you, when I say team, think volunteers, think, you know, you're the people that you work with or volunteer with or they're volunteers that you lead or whatnot. But I, I, I'm down like two staff members as far as like, you know, in on our team, like if those people have specific jobs that they do and, you know, I'm down right now as we're trying to hire these spots. So I'm, I'm doing not only my job, but like other people's like just filling in those spots that need to happen. Um, and it's just been a crazy, awesome, awful, hard, but good season. Yeah. Um, because I think it's just been, I've been learning a lot too. Like same, same with you. Like if it's, I think if you're in ministry, you will hit, you know, you will go through these seasons, not just once, but like multiple times, like through cycles. And, um, you know, I think that there's like, I've been learning, uh, in my last year or so, or two years that there's been, um, there's cycles that we all kind of go through and just kind of realizing that when, when there's certain times to be certain type of leader. Um, right. And so like, I know that there's been, there's years of, of, okay, this is, you know, we're all running on full cylinders. We have a great volunteer team in place. Students are, uh, thirsty for what's like coming. Um, and like, they're wanting more and more. And so like, you're in a taking, taking a new ground season. Like those are my favorite ones because things are moving forward. You're trying things that you've never done before. Um, you feel comfortable with the leadership and to like, to be able to do things and pull off those things and new students are coming to, to the service because you're trying these new things and you're making connections and like, you're in this like fun, taking new ground like season. And those are like the best, like those are what you live for, right? Like, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, we're going, we're rolling, we're rolling, we're rolling. Um, but then there's also seasons in which you, um, need to rebuild and like reevaluate. So maybe things have been going for so long and then you need to take a step back and like reevaluate. Yeah. You have good leaders in place. Yeah. You have good seasons. Um, but then you also have like, man, I need to, let's readjust. And then you have like the seasons of like full on maintain mode, um, where, uh, you don't have the leadership that you need in place or you're down people um, or your, your lack of people. And then you're, you're, so you're not able to take new ground, you know, and kind of do those things. And you just need to be like, all right, I fully need to focus and take care of those people who are in my care now. Um, and kind of re, I kind of refocus on those things. And I think once I learn those seasons, like it's just a whole, it's a whole different level of like how to go about certain seasons of ministry because you can't if you're in a if you need to be in a maintain season but you're in the mindset of take new ground yeah like you're just going to run yourself dead yeah. um and you're going to run yourself out and that's when burnout comes or if you're you know in if you're been in the maintain season for too long i think a lot of people get in that season too of like they're just at that point you're just lazy because you need to be taking new ground but like you're just refusing because you just don't want to put in the extra time or the extra work or don't think it's worth it or whatever it is. So it's like I've been learning, you know, all that to say I've been learning these different seasons and different mindsets that I need to be in, you know, of like, you know, to try to make sure that I'm healthy and my team's healthy. Because if my team needs to be or volunteers need to be in a, you know, a maintain mode and I'm pushing them to take new ground, then I'm going to wear them out. 
right you know yeah, on the sure. same same so i've just been learning these different seasons and it's been it's been fun and interesting yeah and i know from like from my experience and it, it varies okay but i know there are just certain seasons and certain benchmarks that you hit um, along the scope of ministry, particularly if you're in one place for a while of longevity, you know, and so, you know, that typically that early on time is where you're really excited, kind of feel like you're making some ground. People are excited you're there. There's a lot of energy around it. But man, when you hit somewhere between two, two and a half, three years, um, that's where things really seem to, to get difficult. And honestly, that's where a lot of guys, and I talk about this all the time on the podcast and on the blog, that's where most most folks step out. Um, yeah. And, and there's a number of reasons that bring you to that place. But I think like what you're saying, recognizing that those exist is, man, is so important. And honestly, those things come probably every two and a half to three years, regardless of how long you stay. Um, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I've seen that over and over and over, you know, about every two and a half to three years where something kind of goes off the rails or, where I just realize I get to a point where I've taken on more than I realized I was taking on and having to back yeah. away some. Yeah. And I, I think that's like, you know, it's a good, I think to be like a good leader, you need to be self-aware yeah. of those seasons, you know, cause otherwise you're, 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 when you feel like you're going to step out or you want to step out, you will step out, Yeah, always. you know, and, and that's just not a good, it's not a good thing, good place to be. Yeah, I always encourage like young youth pastors, especially when I'm talking or mentoring young youth pastors who are coming in out of the gate, like to be aware of those things, know that that's coming, so that when it does come, because even, I mean, honestly, man, even when you know it's coming, you won't see it coming. I don't even know why that happens. But when you find yourself in it and you can remind yourself, oh, wait, I knew this was going to happen, you you can at least deal with it. Otherwise, that happens, and you'll start looking outside of yourself or whole other other people or other reasons, and and then you bounce and and go to someplace else, only to find the same thing, you know, two and a half three years in again. Um, yeah. So I think that's that's why. So what are some things that you have like some areas that you found, you know, through this or, or you know, can you give me some examples or some. Yeah, so like I feel like right now I'm definitely in like the, you know, the the maintain kind of like take care of what we have right now mode, um, and I think like I wrote like an article that you that you kind of prompted this conversation um, of like like just needing to downshift yeah a little bit in in ministry of you know. Like the the whole you know purpose of downshifting is like to to move to another shift to to slow the pace and to uh, reduce speed um, a little bit. And I think it's something that one, I've been learning um, because that's not my mentality. Normally I'm a, you know, my, my, the people that I work with and the people that I, you know, serve with, they always say, Hey, like, let's spend a little bit of time, like celebrating what happened. (laughs) Like I, I, for like, once the thing's done, like, I'm like, awesome, cool. Let's go. Let's move on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, that's just that's just my mindset. So, this season has like definitely forced me to to downshift a little bit, and like it's not it's something that I'm learning. I don't think I'm great at it yet, um, but it's just something that I've learned. You know, especially I don't know when you have a kid, it kind of changes things because oh yeah, I used I used to be able like to say oh I'll stay another hour or two, like if I got stuff to do. Um, and now I'm like man I want to go home. Yeah, like I want to go out. see him. 
um, I leave at like, you know, when, as soon as everything's done, if I don't have to be there, I don't want to be there. Um, so that's like, a uh, you know, a, a whole different shift in my mentality alone, like just with, you know, having a, having a new baby. Um, but for me, like, it was really just like, I was venting to my buddy, um, Josh Griffin. Um, and I was like, dude, I'm like so tired, you know, like what did, you know, and asked, I asked him cause he's someone I consider him like a, I don't know if he would allow it, but I consider him a mentor. I don't know if he would agree with that or not. Um, <laughs> but he's just someone that like I could, I go to ministry stuff with and I'm like, dude, I'm tired, man. Like when you were just running and you were short on your team, like how did you do it? Um, you know, like give, what are some things that you could do? And he's like, dude, you just need a downshift. I'm like, what does that mean? And, and he just kind of shot off some reasons and I just kind of took some of those and ran with it. Um, I think the like for me, like the biggest one was, um, I just let my boss know, <laughs> yeah, like my, my supervisor and said, Hey, like I just, I'm tired. Um, and I think I need to do some things less, you know, and I want to let you know that I'm going to be pulling back a little bit. So that way you don't get all mad at me or wonder if I'm like, start, you know, being lazy or, you know, not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like I'm just having that open line of communication and, you know, and I'm hoping that people, you know, they have that relationship with their supervisor to be like honest with them and be like, dude, I'm, I'm tired, man. Like I'm, I'm just, I need to, I need to relax for a little bit. Um, you know, not saying that I'm not going to do anything, but just to let him know that if he doesn't see me doing certain things as often as I used to, you know, like that's a, that's a really good part of communication, especially right. so that way one, you cover your butt, but two, like, you know, maybe, you know, my, if, if you're, if your leader is a good leader like mine, he's like, Oh man, I did not know what are some things that I could do to help you take some stuff off your plate. You know what I mean? And they, right. you know, if they, if they care for you, like they want, they want to help, um, and bring in into those things. So yeah, that's like I, one of the best things that I did. Yeah. I think a lot of that is, I think, man, I would just, cause I, I know so many are not necessarily in that situation where, right. Where they could just go and have that open conversation. I'm grateful to have a, a great pastor that is the same, um, and um, I have a great relationship with him. But that's something I've worked really hard at. And honestly, that's easier conversation now because I've been in the same place for so long. We've we've served together, you know, for a really long time now. Those are easier to have. But if if you don't have that type of relationship, just be wise in that conversation. Um, and, right. Don't, you know, don't like, go in there going like, "Hey, this is what I'm going to do." Yeah, I'm going to stop you know, doing like, this and this yeah. and this and this. That will you will you'll find yourself on a serious downshift if if that doesn't go that way. So, I would a you permanent know, downshift. A permanent yeah. downshift. That's right. <laughs> um, and I but I think you paint that in a way that it that it's clear that you're still going to do your job, and you're still going to be present, and you're still going to be you know active at the things that you're expected to do. But maybe not quite the pace or the level that you were before, right? Um, yeah. So, like for like example, Jody, like you know, I some of the things that I let them know, like, hey, you know, uh, I'm gonna pull back on going to lunches at schools, um, because for us, like, we're huge on campus ministry, and we we try to be on campuses at least twice a week, like minimum. You know, like we're yeah. so we're, we're at schools all the time. And I just know, like, in the season, like, man, what feels like trying to think of things like, okay, if I'm drained, like, what are things that fill me up? Um, and I know that going home for lunch and hanging out with my wife and my son during lunch 
instead of going to campus, like that's a good thing. Um, so, you know, instead of going, you know, two to three times a week, I just, I go to a school a week, yeah. you know, and kind of like spread it out a little bit and kind of, I go, I went, started going home a little bit in the season, a little bit more than I used to. Cause I live like six minutes from our church. Right. So like I have the capability to do that. So, you know, taking, taking advantage of that, um, is like a good way to like downshift and manage my time and make sure like, man, I'm going to be intentional with filling me up like personally to make sure that I last. Right. And I think, I think a lot of, man, I think, tell me what you think about this. I think a lot of our problem in youth ministry is that we try to do everything and, and, and we're not as present or intentional at the things that we're at because we're trying to do so many things. So yeah. Yeah. You know, what what I found is like, if I can be fully present and work hard when I'm supposed to be working, then it allows me to be fully present and rest when I'm supposed to be resting. Um, and man, I'm telling you personally, that, that is a struggle. Tweet that. That, that is tweet a real that. struggle that's, for me. That's real, yeah. Um, I'm learning that. I'm learning how to, to be really present and work hard when I'm supposed to be working and then rest really well when I'm supposed to be resting. And that is a process for me, to be honest, because I'm like you, man. I'm. What's the next thing? Let's get, let's get to it. And... Um, you know, how can we reach more? How can we do more? How can we be more effective? And uh, and so, man, learning to, to rest has really opened up opportunity for me to be more effective and present when I'm supposed to be somewhere. Um, oh, heck yeah, because we think the same thing. I mean, you probably, if you think like I do, I think that I should do everything because yeah. I'm, you know, and, you know, part of like the downshifts as well of like, you have leaders and... Yeah your leaders want to take stuff off your plate and you need to let them. And I think that's, that's like one, that's one thing that I've like in the season too. Like I've asked my leaders and said, Hey guys, as we're filling up our like spots as we're kind of running, you know, on, on a half a team, basically like I need you guys to step up and I need you guys to go to games and go to plays and go, you know, so like be involved, you know, not that they already are, that's not what, not that they were not already, but just to say like, I need in the season, you need to be more intentional. And the crazy thing is they do. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it's only helped me. It's something that I've like held on to for, you know, as a, as you know, asked me the first like couple of years of ministry in general, of like, no, I got to do everything. I got to go to every game, every play. I need to meet with every student. I need to pray with every student. I need to do all these things. And then now I'm like, to just leaders, come on. Like you guys, this is you. Yeah. And like, they want it though. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I think like, I don't want to put too much on them. Oh, they already have jobs and stuff. I'm like, no, no, they're like, they're like literally chomping at the bit to like. Yeah. They want to have take, a, a greater influence. They just often yeah. aren't allowed to, or given on ramps to do so. And, Honestly, a lot of times we just don't really train them to do that. And and we just kind of... But they wouldn't be working with teens if they didn't want to be there, hopefully. I mean, there's always exceptions to that. But for the most part, people who are serving... Man, if you can do anything in your ministry to help longevity, you stay put, not just in one place, but over time, and continually increase your influence, it's build a really strong team around you. 
Like you have oh, to yeah. be able to do that well. And you can do that whether you have five kids in your youth group or whether you have 500. There, it's needed. Um, right. But if for no if other reason, th- man, you won't relate to every student. You just won't. No, if you, if you think you, you're the only person that can, like how arrogant is that? Yeah. Like that's just something that I've like I've been like learning for my because I'm my own self of like like how arrogant do I think I am that I'm that good? Yeah, to do everything and I'm like I I can't I can't I'm not. Well, and um, the, and the other side of that is which you know definitely probably does sound arrogant, but you may be able to do things better than anybody else. Like you legitimately may be able to do a lot of those things better than anybody else, but if you're doing them so well because that's just your wheelhouse or that's what you enjoy or you're just a workaholic or you don't have good boundaries in your own life, then no one else is ever going to step up to try to take that off your plate because they're going to feel like they can't do it as well as you. So yeah. you have to be able to, to, to free people to fail a bit or for things not to be maybe as good as you feel like you could do them. And you have to be okay with that. Right. I think it's like what Andy, it's Andy Stanley or Craig Crochelle, one of the two like leadership dudes, you know, they say, like, if someone could do something 80% as well as you can, let them do it. Yeah. You know, it may not be as well as you want it to be, but if it gets done and it's 80% of how you would do it, then you need to let them do it. Well, the truth is um, you didn't do it as well as you do it now when you started right. it, right? It probably right, wasn't right. even 80% as good, at least in my, <laughs> I know in my own life in ministry, man, it wasn't even close to 80%. You know, that came over a lot of mistakes and a lot of failing and... You know, so giving that stuff away is is tough. But I agree, yeah. So you know that that conversation is really important with your supervisor, with your leaders, if you have that relationship. You know, um, but I think, oh man, so much goes into that, like timing of when you have that conversation. Like Monday morning yeah. is probably not the best day. Sunday, right before the sermon or after, is probably not the best time. Right, just being mindful. The week before Easter, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, something like <laughs> or that. Or the Monday after, you know. I mean, I think you just just being mindful of the timing of that, and really having a plan and how you're gonna how you're gonna communicate that so that it's clear that you're not gonna like stop doing your job. You're just kind of gonna have to pull back a little, right? And having that conversation with your leaders too, because a lot of times you can you may be able to not even really need the conversation with your supervisor if your team picks up the back end, if you're in a position, and I, I mean, I think you should have that conversation, don't get me wrong, but if you're in a position where you feel like you cannot have that conversation with you know, your supervisor or your pastor without like dealing some severe repercussions, then maybe that's a conversation you have with your volunteers and they kind of help pick up the steam and no one even knows the difference. Yeah. You know, it, because the ministry's not suffering. And, um, and that... You know, you just you know you know you know your situation. You've got to be wise as you navigate through that. But I think that conversation has to be had one way or the other. Yeah. So one hundred percent. So what else, man? What do you think? Um, man, for me too. Like in this the season of down, like downshifting. Um, like I've been really intentional about my schedule. Um, so like for me, in in my context, I'm. Um, we do Wednesday nights and so Wednesday nights are kind of crazy. They're long days. Um, and as we get ready, um, and up until then, like I had a, a, um, a girl on my team who did, um, uh, like programming and she, she took care of all Wednesday stuff. 
She yeah. ran everything, fought everything, prepped everything, all the leaders, all the setup, all that kind of stuff. She did everything. And now, like, now that she's been gone, like, I'm doing all that stuff. Um, and I just been really, you know, I realized for the first, like, couple weeks, I tried to keep my normal schedule. And then on top of that, set up and then prep, you know, do last minute stuff on my message, meet with leaders and prep and set up. And I was like, and my, I think like I just, my sermons like felt it, you know, yeah. like I was, I yeah. was not in the right headspace prepared, like to like preach, you know, like I, my mind was everywhere. And so like I literally had cleaned my schedule, um, kind of re I kind of blocked my schedule. Like Mondays I do certain things. Tuesday I do certain things. Wednesday is, you know, in the morning it's, I look over my message in the morning and then after lunch, like I'm, it's go time. Like there's no meetings, there's no other working on other things. It's like I'm up in our worship center and we're setting because we share the same space as the main auditorium. So like we set up and tear down every week. Yeah. Um. So like we're, I'm up there and like you know we got a team now. I've got like leaders and students that, you know, help and they come early and they set up everything and I don't have to do anything and it's glorious. Um, and now working with our band and like tech people and student volunteers showing up and like that way I could be in the right headspace and be like fully there and be fully present, you know, cause I'm ultimately like I'm a pastor, you right. know? So like I'm a pastor to the students there. And if I'm not setting myself up well and being in the right headspace for when students show up on Wednesday night, like I'm, I'm failing, I think at my job. Because my whole you know, cool services are great, but like if I'm not there relationally, if I'm not there for students afterwards, like ultimately that's like my, I feel like for me, like that's not the best use of my time. So I just kind of had to clear my, my schedule and rearrange it in a way that I could best be the best pastor I could be for my students at, during service time. Um, and it's just been, it's been really good for me. It's been, I'm actually going to keep the schedule, I think, even if we have a, once we get everyone in the right place. Yeah. Because um, it's been really good. Yeah, I was bivocational for a long time. And, um, you, you know, you're almost, when you're bivocational, you have to be intentional with your schedule. <laughs> and so for me, being able to block off some time there was good. Then when I rolled into a full-time position, um, it it all of a sudden just started compiling man you just start piling on little things it's little things here little things there you take on this and you take on that and you just keep taking on all these tiny little things and before you know it your schedule is totally out of control you have way more on you than you can you're not able to prep like you need to you're not able to pour and invest like you want or need to and um and so i think i think that that's huge and blocking your schedule i know for me that's so helpful so yeah, and I mean, it's even as simple as like, you know, emails. I don't know how your church communicates, but our main way of communicating is email. And so I don't, I just don't, as soon as I get into the office, it's as simple as like I get into the office now. The first thing I do is look at my emails, respond to all the ones that came in from after I left. And then the last like half an hour before I go home, when I'm, my mind is spent anyways, I'll open, I won't open up my email all day. And then I'll respond to all the, those emails like half an hour before I go back to bed yeah. or go back home. So that way, too, like I'm not if I'm working on something, an email pops up. I'm not like stopping what I'm doing. Yeah. And answering an email like it's just kind of even blocking, like even as simple as that kind of stuff is like change my productivity like crazy. 
Yeah. Um, and it's like just helped me stay focused in a crazy season. Has your, I know, well, you got a, well, of course it has. I was going to say, has your morning routine changed? But I don't need to ask that because you have a three month old. So it has. Um, yeah. You're, you're completely right on that. I used to have like a really good, you know, wake up, uh, get ready, go to a coffee shop, work on some stuff, do my own reading, do my own things. But that's not, that's not a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's, you don't get your own mornings for, right. you'll get them back. It just takes a while. Yeah. I mean, and I wouldn't change it cause I sure. got to spend, you know, an hour and a half with my boy this morning and let my wife sleep. Yeah. So, you know, I loved it. He fell asleep in my arms. It's the best. Yeah. That's awesome. We, so we use, yeah, we use email a lot just as, as a whole across the church, but, um, like with our youth ministry teams and our college ministry teams, we use Slack for almost all of our communication, which is awesome. Super yeah. Helpful. It's a good, I like that. Um, but so, so I try not to check my email first thing. I might just personally, i I try to do it, um, around lunchtime and then before I go home, because what I found for me is, um, uh, when I get there in the morning, if I check my email right away, whatever I had planned that day is most it goes out the window. It, yeah. My day gets taken away by whatever I'm having to deal with there, even though it's not a crisis most, most of the time, it's still it still feels like it's, it demands my attention in that moment. So I will try to block off a few hours in the morning to, to jump on something and knock it out real quick or, you know, to really devote some time there in a couple hours before I jump in um, to the email. I just find I'm more productive in the mornings for me personally if I can block off and really dig down into whatever I need to get done. After lunch, I'm usually tired anyway because I eat too much. And, um, so, you know, it's, I don't mind as much in the afternoon as the day's winding down, kind of addressing a lot of those, those email things, but yeah, those things, yeah. either way, man, I think if you, if you have your email open all day, you're toast, you'll never get anything done, um, Nothing. You, except respond to emails all day. So that's good. That's a good word, man, right there. That's good. Yeah. And I think, um, I, th- I think just one last one too, like, cause I've been, I've been, I suck at this and my wife will tell you that I suck at this and I've been trying to get really better at it. Like in the seasons, just to like, you know, you're all about longevity and to make, you know, to make, uh, ministry last longer. And, and just even in the crazy seasons, like if you want to last, like a force, like a force deadline to go home yeah. or to the gym. Yeah. Like I, I've been in a season like I've been doing like hard stop at four o'clock, even if I'm not done working on whatever I'm doing, because I know that I can pick it up back up tomorrow and it'll be fine. Um, like I do a hard stop lately at 4 p.m. Um, when I feel like I need to keep it up, like truth is probably if you feel like you can't stop, you probably need to. Yeah. Um, and so no matter what's happening in the day, I stop at four and I'm gonna go to the gym. No, 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 I'm not a, I'm not a big dude in general. But like, it, for me, it's just been a good get my blood pumping and listening to some good like hardcore music, you know, because that's I'm a hardcore kid, or uh, <laughs> you know, or like some good like podcast, um, like just this one, like, good, like this podcast, like like honestly, you're one of the ones that I listen to, um, which is which is good, and it's a it's a great stress relief, good decompression before going home because then when I'm home, like you said, like I could be home. Yeah. 
Um, and it, I think that's just been a really good thing. I know my wife has really appreciated that. Um, like I'm not, you know, and honestly, like too, I leave my computer at work. Yeah. It's, I, it's so crazy. I've never thought in a million years that I'd ever do that. Um, but I also tempted that when I'm at home, I'll, I'll open up, ah, you know, I'll just check my email real quick yeah. or I could work on this thing. And it's been the best. Cause then I can honestly say when someone's like, Hey, did you get my email? Like, Oh no, I didn't. Cause I really didn't. Cause I yeah. just look, I didn't check it. You know, that's good. Yeah. I won't, you won't catch me in the gym. Um, I, I, it's one of those, I worked, I was a teen director for the YMCA for a long time and had a free membership to the Y and free personal training. And I, I don't think I ever used it. I just, <laughs> I was always ready to go home, man. I didn't want to hang around and, and work out, but I, I do have a motorcycle and I'll take the long way home. And for me, See? just something to clear my head. And, um, man, it doesn't matter how crazy the day's been. I want to make sure when I get home that I can be home and I'm not right. stressed out and worried about whatever. And, and this sounds silly too, but one of the really simple things I've found to be very helpful is I keep a really small notepad on my desk. Um, and so th- this helps me in a couple of ways. If I'm working on something and I get distracted or I start thinking of other things I need to do, I can just write those down on the notepad and I know I can come back to them. Um, and, and so it doesn't, it doesn't just get lost or I don't get chased away chasing some rabbit trail about it. And yeah. the same thing when I leave, like if I'm leaving that day and I still feel like there were things I needed to do, I can write those down on the notepad. I leave it right on my desk. And I know when I get home, I don't have to worry. I mean, I'm not going to worry about remembering to do that. When I walk in the next day, it's physically on my desk. You know, it may be in my phone. It could be in Evernote. It could be on my calendar. It could be, you know, a reminder, but walking in and seeing that, silly little notepad and it's really simple it's like a dollar store deal you know um sitting on my desk it just helps me kind of turn off because that's my man that's my problem is turning off um you know whatever was going on in the ministry or the things that are coming up and so just yeah. little things like that have really been helpful heck yeah i use wonderlist that's like my yeah that's my virtual notepad checkoff reminder yeah thing and it's awesome yeah, I think whatever, man, whatever you can, whatever your system you find that works, just find it, you know, and stick to that. And, and I, I think regiment and discipline, the older I get, the more I value that so much. And, and I think, I think one of the things that we often, it's, it's difficult sometimes to be disciplined in ministry because everybody's wanting for your time. And especially yeah. if you're, man, especially if you're volunteer, bivocational, um, it's really, really hard because all of your ministry hours are most likely coming outside of your work hours. Right. Um, and so, you know, you don't have the luxury maybe of, of kind of the, some of the things we're talking about where, oh, I'm going home at 4.30 every day or 5.30, and I'm out, I'm going to go home and I'm just going to be with my family. Maybe that's when you're having to do ministry stuff or your lunch hour isn't just a time to sit and do lunch. It's, that's your ministry work. I mean, that was me forever. That's, you know, that's when I was getting things done and, yeah, um, God bless the bivocational youth pastors. Man, my, you guys are the best. My heroes, man, my heroes. What about, okay, so you talked a little bit about this, kind of pulling back on on some student events and stuff. What does that look like for you? Yeah, uh, I might sound like a really bad youth pastor, but I don't go into games. I don't go to games anymore, uh, at least in the season. Like, I, yeah. I, I can't, and I don't, and I don't feel bad. Um <laughs> Sorry, I'm not sorry. Like, you know, you said that, I think you tweeted at me 
like oh it's a hard part i think i feel like you know some hard part about having monday off is that tuesday feels like monday yeah and you said you know part bad thing about having fridays off is that you know students have games yeah and it doesn't feel going. like a day off yeah and i was like oh man you're better youth faster than i am because <laughs> Because I'm like, if the student says, oh, hell yeah, I wouldn't, I'd love to go to a game. When is it? Friday? Ooh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I don't I can't go do to that. Game. I don't, I don't do that. Well, and so, um, yeah, I, here's the thing with that. I don't go to all of them. Um, I'm about to because I'm about to have kids at them, my kid. So, but then it's more of a family right. thing. Um, what I, what I did a long time ago, and I, I've, this scaled for me. Like I started doing this when I had, when I was like a tiny youth group way back when like five kids, if they came and brought a friend. Um, I would just ask them for a list of give me three things that you know you know that you think you'd like me to come to, and I can't promise you I'll come. You know I won't come to all of them. I can tell you, but I'll I'll come to some of them. I'll come. I'll do my best to come to one of them. Um, and so I still do that to a large extent. So I don't I don't go to everything by any means, but I'll I'll try to go to some. Um, and if I'm and if I'm there on a Friday night, I'm I'm really blessed to be able to kind of adjust my schedule some during the week if I need to. Like in the fall, man, when and in Georgia in Yeah, here in Georgia yeah. football hangs the moon. I mean it's just that's just the way it is. Everything's a big yeah. deal there. So um I do want to make I want to make it clear, like it's just in the season. Yeah. I sure. go to like you know like I go to games and I'll go, but like in the season where I'm like, man, I don't want to take another day. I can't take another day. No, you can't. Just to do you know, like it's definitely like a but again at the same time like I pass it off to leaders, leaders right. who I know who are making it off the connection, who have the connection with that certain student. And I say, you know, I, I let them know. And most of the time that they're able to make it happen and they want to. So, well, and just look, a, here's the thing too. You didn't even have to go to the whole game. No, like, go to the seventh inning. It's awesome. Yeah. Go at the end, you get in free or go for, if you go after halftime, usually you get in free. Um, so I either go early or go late is what I try to do. I try to go early and see a few kids and then bounce. Or I'll go late and catch them like towards the end. But um, especially we're in an area where uh, I'm not sure what it's like there, but I've got like about seven different high schools that we have students at and then a billion middle schools. And then like the third largest university in the state is like five minutes from our church. So I could literally be busy all the time going to everything that's happening. And I can't. I can't do that. Yeah. Sometimes I'll similar, sometimes I'll double dip in one night. Like this is the Friday night where I'm going to do games, and so I may hit a few games, but I'm not really staying long at any of them. You know right? What I mean? Like I'm going early for this one. I maybe catch this one around halftime, and I'm going late on that one. Yeah, doing an Instagram here, do this. Yeah, you've seen me. I'm here. Took a picture. Right. Um, everybody thinks I'm working super hard, but it's just the one Friday night that I decided to come to games. Oh, I may not come right. for another three. Um, but now when I was uh, when I was in a in a town where it wasn't as spread out, and I had like one high school, you know, that was different. You know, I, I could hit that one. And honestly, in some of those cases, a Friday night at the football game like that doesn't even feel like work because the whole community's there. Right. So you almost do it as more of a family type thing, anyway. Um, yeah. But I, I maybe think, that's what maybe I'll just look forward to when I when my son gets older. You know. Yeah. To be able to just go. Because I can see that. I can see how that would be awesome. Yeah, it's awesome right now because I go as a parent, not always as a student pastor. And, you know, when I'm chaperoning uh, band trips and course trips and whatever, I'm not I'm not going as, like, the student pastor from, you know, the church. I'm coming as a parent of my kid. 
And, right. And so that, that dynamic changes a ton. But I, I think you're wise in what you're saying, and I totally agree that if you find yourself in a, in a really, you know, overly unhealthy or busy spot where you're having to downshift and kind of reevaluate, man, to elevate and escalate the pace of trying to be at everything is that's not going to help you survive it. Right. By any means. Not, not even, and your, and your wife will, or husband will really not like you. No, no, not so. at all. Not at all. Well, cool, man. Any last things you want to throw out there before we wrap up here? Man, well, we talked about a ton. I, I feel like we we did. I did. I know. We feel like I feel like we did. We covered a lot of area. Yeah. Um, I just think that's just something, you know, the someone asked me the question. I think it was on the post that I did of, you know, how do you know when you're out of it? Like, how do you know when you're out of a downshifting season? Yeah. Um, and I think again, it just goes back to like, as leaders, like we just need to be self aware. Yeah. Of what's happening around us and. You know, because you don't want to, you know, because you might like the the downshift area, but then, you know, your supervisor may not, you know, right. just because like right. it's a, if it's for a season, you know, you need to be wise um, and what like be aware of like what's happening around you. Yeah, um, that's good. Because you, sh- you shouldn't be in the downshift season and that should not be your normal season, you know, like right, that you right. need to be able to have seasons to ramp back up again and to know when to do that. I think that's like the biggest, the biggest part of and it yeah. could be, you know, I'm just thinking back, I just keep thinking back to that conversation, you know, with the supervisor, because I know so many that aren't able to really have that open conversation. It may be that that's like, hey, just for the next however many weeks, right? It's not yeah. like an indefinite, ambiguous, it's like, hey, for the next this many weeks, this is, this is, you know, so you're kind of giving some time on there. I know for me, like, I've kind of been in the same mode, you know, that you're talking about, and I've... I, there wasn't like a day where I woke up and said, Oh, I'm out of the downshift or I'm out of this. Uh, it wasn't like a sudden kind of thing, just like getting into that mode didn't either. Um, but I have felt re-energized. I felt kind of more passion and energy back around kind of what I'm doing. And, and I, I think, you know, you, you kind of gradually just like in a, in a car, right. You kind of gradually shift gears back up again. And, right. Um, so I don't know that you would wake up with this great epiphany and say, Oh, I'm out of it. I think you would just look around and go, man, I want to do this. Right. I think it's, yeah. Like when you're not in the, like, Oh man, how am I going to keep this pace? Yeah. To where it's like, you know, once it's like a, all right, I'm, I think I'm good. You know, like you kind of, you feel rested again and you feel like you're not like overwhelmed. Like that's, I feel like that's like probably the moment when you start to think like, okay, am I out of the season now? Yeah, um, that's you know, good. and kind of be like, you know, oh man, I okay, I feel like I could actually take the ground now. So yeah, that's, that's good. That's really good. Cool. Well, hey, uh, do you have a resource or something you'd throw out at folks before you bounce? Um, honestly, one of the biggest things that's helped me in the season, and I think it's a perfect timing thing. It's uh, the Unhurried Life by Alan Thadling. Um, it's kicked me in the face. Um, when it comes to like, it's basically looks at Jesus and said that Jesus was effective, but he was never hurried. Oh, and, wow. and it has beat me up in a great way. Um, I would, I would recommend that book to every leader, uh, because it's, it's fantastic. Cool. I will stick that in the show notes. 
for everybody. Sure, as long as we've mentioned a few things I've been making notes of as we've gone here, I'll stick those in there too. I just saw a great infographic today. I think somebody sent me that Crossway had put up on burnout. Um, Just some percentages and the effects of that. I'll stick that in there as well for everybody to check out because it was really really helpful. Uh, If folks folks want to connect with you outside of this, man, where's the easiest way to do that? Yeah, if you want to like hang out with me in our ministry, it's on Instagram or Twitter. It's Justin Knowles three um, on both of those, and then I also do a lot of like writing and blogging for DownloadYouthMinistry.com dot com um, cool. on their blog as well. Yeah, and I'll put a link also to the to the post that we talked about earlier um, that kind of started this whole conversation. There, cool. that's on the the blog at Download Youth Ministry. So love it. Well, cool, man. Hey, thanks for coming on and taking the time. I, I appreciate it. I know um, this is just a really important topic. So I hope, hopefully those listening gain some value and some thoughts and ideas. And I know I did. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah. for the conversation. Absolutely. We'll do it again sometime. Yeah, absolutely. All right. See you, man. See ya. Well, there you have it. I uh, love Justin. Love his heart for student ministry and for student pastors and so much wisdom. I think there, and you know, maybe you find yourself in that situation now where you're having to look around and downshift a bit. Uh, If you're not in that situation now, I can promise you that at some point you will be, and being able to recognize that and then navigate it well and wisely and knowing how to have some of those conversations is really, really important. And hopefully you have a team of folks around you, some volunteers or some parents or some, some people, whether... Uh, whether that may be additional staff or or, or just volunteers, people that, that come alongside you, that you can um, kind of uh, use wisely, that they can come alongside you and help you to do that and uh, and to be able to, to not necessarily run such a crazy pace or feel like you have to do it all. But there are going to be times where you're going to need to kind of back off a little and uh, and slow down a bit. And if, if you don't do that, then what's really at stake is the longevity of your ministry. And we certainly here at the Longer Hall especially want to see the longevity of your ministry. We want you to live uh, with joy and serve with joy and experience uh, all that God has called you to to do um, in and through ministry. So hopefully the, uh, the interview with Justin was helpful. I know for me, I walked away with a ton of notes of just things uh, there. So Justin's a good guy. We always appreciate him coming up, uh, coming on the show. Again, all of the links and resources that were mentioned here in this episode will be on uh, the show notes page over at thelongerhall.com slash episode 046. That's thelongerhall.com slash episode 046. Again, if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure you subscribe to it so you get all the episodes when they come out. You can do that over at The Longer Hall in your favorite podcast player or on iTunes, wherever you find and listen to the show. And if you've got a few minutes and you want to leave an honest review, I would always appreciate that. That's super encouraging um, for me. And then uh, jump on the email list for sure. Lots of stuff comes out there that no one else necessarily gets on the blog or through the podcast. So make sure you stay in the loop there. Uh, But thanks for all you do and for how you serve the students you are. Thanks for hanging out and checking out the uh, podcast today. We'll see you in the next episode. And until then, 
Give them Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com.